Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. In Matthew chapter 6, we get a principle that is at the heart of kingdom economics. We've been talking about how it is God's intention to bless His people. We see that all the way from Adam through Abraham, fulfilled all the way through Jesus. And um, then we talked about how we are given the opportunity to partner with the Lord in our own personal blessing and take part in His economic system. Just like the kingdom of the earth has economic system, the kingdom of heaven has an economic system, and they are diametrically opposed from one another. The kingdom of heaven, however, is ruled by a king, our Lord Jesus, and it has principles of operation that are far different than the principles of the earthly kingdom, so to speak. For instance, this world would say to you, that if somebody mistreats you, do everything you can to oppose that person and silence them and make certain that the force with which you use is greater the force than which they came against you. The kingdom operates differently than that. The king said, forgive those who have hurt you. Bless those who have actually used you and spoken matters of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. The world says that if you really want to be successful, then accumulate all you can and manage it so you don't run out because there's just a very small sum. But the kingdom says that the king has all the resources there ever is, and if it ever starts running short, he can create some more. He says, give, and it shall be given to you. That is, that through the distribution under his leadership of the resources he gives you, that is the key, sowing and reaping, to blessing in his kingdom. Jesus, in his teaching, tells us in Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of God and his right way of doing things, his righteousness, and all these things, the context is things, stuff you need, like food and clothing and shelter. He said, don't worry about that. Seek first God, the kingdom of God. Let's get a definition of the kingdom of God. Are you ready? The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. The kingdom of God works perfectly in a place, but it also works perfectly on earth to those who will submit to the way kingdom, the kingdom operates. The kingdom of God is not some faraway place where God dwells. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. And we can live and operate in that kingdom right here. Seek first God's way of doing things and His righteousness. Not, not the righteousness of, of self-generated actions, 
Not self-righteousness, but God's righteousness given to us as a free gift through His Son, Jesus. And all these things, the food, the clothing, the shelter, the things that you need, will be added to you by who? The King who operates as Lord in His kingdom. God's way to do it. Seek first. When we, at the heart of successful successfully operating in God's kingdom is what is first in me. What am I longing for? Am I longing for the accumulation of wealth? Am I longing for the accumulation of recognition? Am I longing for uh, relationships? What am I longing for? That'll help you know what you're seeking. Seek first the king and God's way of doing things. And all these things shall be added to you. You don't have to self-make them happen. You don't have to make that happen. If you will seek first the king and his kingdom, God's way of doing things, then he will add these things to you. What are you longing for? Seeking. Seek first. God's way of doing things. Now, this is an ongoing challenge, is it not? It is something we have to do as an act of our will. Can I ask you something? What do you seek first when you get up in the morning? Uh, do, do you seek your own comfort? Do you, seek, uh, do you seek the busyness of the day? Do you seek what somebody will say that uh, you can either in, in, agree with or get stirred up about? Or do you seek, do, do you give thanksgiving and praise first to the one who loved you and gave you life? Do you say, Father, thank you for that, that, that I had a bed to sleep on. Thank you that I was able to have a, a, a night's sleep without disruption and pain. Thank you for a new day. What do we seek first? What do we seek first? What are we longing for? What are we recognizing first, first things? Let's turn back here now in that same sixth chapter of uh, Matthew, and let's look here in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, Wait a minute. Does that mean there's something in heaven that can be stored? Well, Jesus said there is. Where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What's a treasure? What's a tre where is your treasure? I heard a man say one time, and I think he's right, if you want to know where your treasure is, look at your checkbook. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. What do you really treasure? What's first? What is first in our lives? 
You say, Pastor, I wish you'd get off this because this, is, this makes me uncomfortable. Listen, this is the way to God's blessing. First, the law of first things. Old and New Testament, the first thing, what do we, where do we first, what do we do with the first of all that God has blessed us with? The first. You see, if I'm not treasuring the first, then I am going to get into a mindset where I get reckless with the things of God. And when I get reckless with the things of God, guess what happens? I begin to leave the doors and windows of my spiritual house open. And when I leave the doors and windows of my spiritual house open through the way I think and the way I choose and, and the way I feel, then I am, I, I'm going to have some opposition and I'm going to see some results that are all related to not honoring Him first. First. First things. Now, he's not saying here in verse 19 that you're not to have a, a, a savings or an investment. He's saying don't put your security and your ability to accumulate something on the earth. What you treasure, that's where your heart will be. So why don't we all ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, let, let's do it right now. I want you to say this prayer with me. Holy Spirit, reveal to me anything and everything that I'm treasuring first in my inner man that I'm not aware of. First things. Now let's turn back to the Old Testament to Proverbs chapter 3 and I want us to see something that goes right along with Jesus' teaching here. This is a powerful, powerful passage. It has a command. And what have we said in our series on God, kingdom economics? Almost always where you see God make a command, He almost always follows it up with a promise. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, command. And promise, see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Command, give promise, it shall be given to you. Now let's look here at command and promise. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Oh my. What does it mean to honor something? To give praise and thanksgiving what we've been ministered to today through our praise team, Pastor Sharon, what we've done in Holy Communion. It's all about worship and thanksgiving and praise. Yes or no? How do you honor the Lord with your possessions? How long has it been since you have gone through the inventory of everything that's in your life that is good, that you like and appreciate, and just given thanksgiving and praise to the Lord for providing that for you? Father, I thank you that 
You've given me this vehicle, and it gets me where I need to go to do what I need to do. Thank you that I have shelter over my head. Thank you for this food that keeps me nourished. Thank you for these, this clothing, Father. Thank you. How long has it been since we just honored the Lord with our possessions? It's obvious that God says that we are to honor Him, watch this, and, verse 9, with the first fruits of all your increase. Your possessions are what you already have. Your increase is what comes to you continually. It is your income. And God says, honor him with the first portion of all your income. Command. It's honor, recognition, praise, and worship. Recognizing the source of all that income is not your employer. It's not your customers. It's not your broker. The source of every good and perfect gift is God your Father, James 1, 17. Amen? So every time you receive a check, every time you receive income, you ought to honor the Lord with it and give Him thanks that it really has come from Him. He sent it through a warehouse of a customer or a client or any different means or a boss, but God is the source of everything that you get that's any good. Are you honoring Him with it? Honor the Lord, not only with what you already have, but with the first, the first portion of all your increase. That's why I've been telling you over and over again that when the Lord teaches us that one-tenth of everything that He blesses us with, the Bible says it's holy unto the Lord. Leviticus 27, and it is holy unto the Lord. And the Bible also says that in heaven right now, Jesus himself is our high priest and he receives your tithes. Jesus does. We ought to worship him with it and give him thanks and praise, honoring him with the first portion of it, being careful to get that first portion that he has said, I own it all, but I've asked you to return to me the tenth of it. So get that first portion, that first fruit of your increase. Now notice, after the command comes the promise. So when you do that, when you honor the Lord, when you grant him the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty. Can I ask you something? <clears throat> If, if you lived in an agrarian society where it was all of your income was based on what you could grow and produce, um, would a barn be what you're going to eat in an hour or would it be something that might be for another day? The barn is where you store things that you're not using right then. Some of y'all never seen a farm. You act like you never seen a farm or something. I guess some of us have been brought up in rural things, and we, we understand that. Honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase, and your barns will be filled with plenty. You know what that means? Resources for tomorrow. 
God is not opposed to you having resources for tomorrow. In fact, he would like for that to be the case. But notice what he also says. And your vats will overflow with new wine. Do you know that the word overflow there means to burst out in the Hebrew? To burst out. I believe that as many of those who hear my voice and will begin to get in financial partnership with God Almighty, if you will be faithful to it and walk through the testing season, you know, every time you get revelation, you're going to have a test on it. But if you'll hold on to that revelation and you will continue to trust and obey God, I believe you're going to, you're going to see a season where new income bursts out for you. Bursts out. Breaks forth breaks forth some of you who are visiting with us may hear something like that and think well man what are you talking about you know listen it's been years since i've taught on this but let me tell you it is god's time for his people to get revelation of this The Lord showed me in my own spirit man, and I told you this before, at the end of one of our services this summer, that there was a mighty load of, of material blessing that the Father had released from the throne of God. And there would, it would be received by those who would trust and obey and partner with Him. I believe it. Your vats will overflow with new wine. What does new wine mean? Well, new wine's not old wine, is it? New wine is produced by present crops. It wasn't stored in barrels for years to come to age. New wine was what was being cultivated, and it new wine represented income to them. So barns represented something that was stored up and new wine represented something that was continuing to flow. Income. But notice where it started. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Do you hold on to your possessions lightly or do they have a hold on you? Does that vehicle have a hold on you or do you hold on to it lightly does that home have a hold on you or do you hold on to it lightly I've told you about my own brokenness many many years ago and all those years ago when the Lord talked to me about partnering him with him and trusting him with the tithe I told the Lord at that time that if I started tithing I couldn't hold on to my house and so the Lord uh, kind of told me, uh, well, I guess we'll see what matters most to you. Uh, wow. <laughs> Cut me some slack there, Jesus. 
The Lord wants the very best for you. Honor the Lord. You're the first. What a promise. His blessing. So can I ask you something? Do you have an attitude of gratitude? When somebody sees something that you're managing, you know you don't own it, right? You're a steward. When somebody sees something that you're managing and comments on how nice and lovely it is, have you learned to say, uh, yes, thank you, my father gave me that. My father gave me that. See, that's accurate. Plus, it keeps them from asking a whole bunch more questions. My father gave me that. What are you doing? You're honoring your father who provided that for you. Honor the Lord with your possessions. The first. Everybody pray this with me. Mighty God, give me revelation of seeking first your way of doing things. And I believe the promises of return you bring to pass. Now listen to me for just a minute. God is not only the owner of the resources, he is the manager. You know what that means? It means that the timing, the timing, and it means the amount of those resources are under his hands, not yours. You're not in control of the time. It's a matter of trusting him. But I'll tell you, after all these years, Dean and I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that the promises of the Word of God are true. And they're just as true in the realm of kingdom economics as they are in the salvation from our sin. Honoring the Lord. So what is my attitude toward my stuff? Do I hold it lightly to give God praise and thanks for it? Do I recognize that it's not the source of my security and if it was gone tomorrow it'd be okay because the source of that, I have a saying that I tell people all the time, God can fix that by sundown. Well, he either can or he can't. I believe he can. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.